This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Sorry, no, <laughs> no ecstatic celebrations because it's not a, a reaction on full time. Had I been doing a reaction on full time, it probably would have been very similar emotions. But no, we've chilled, we've calmed. A couple of hours have passed since Arsenal beat um, <laughs> Manchester United. I'm a little bit weird about doing this show at five. I don't know. I probably should have done it a little bit later considering the fact that Spurs obviously are going to play in half an hour. And if you're watching this later, we're recording this before the Spurs game. So we don't know the result of that. So we're going to focus specifically uh, on this. Uh, I might even do another uh, show a little bit later on this evening to try and talk about the context a little bit more of what we're seeing or we might do that tomorrow. But it's just it's been a good day so far. Uh, you can't you can't discount a win against Man United. To be honest, there's a little there's a mixed feeling in me because it wasn't I wasn't as hyped about this as the Chelsea game because the performance was very different against Chelsea. It was a very very defiant emotive victory, whereas today it was kind of. It was strange. We got a really good result, but it could have gone very, very differently. And I'm not going to try and, you know, dress it up as anything other than that. It could have certainly gone very differently. However, there were so many positives from the day and so many good moments that we don't need to focus on any negatives. Not unless we're doing some analysis in a little bit. But we'll focus on the good stuff first. And of course, this is the Raw Reaction Show, which we go through plenty of your comments in the comments section. Of course, make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel. We're very close to hitting 31,000 subs. So if you could drop a subscription if you are indeed new around here. Or, you know, just get your nan and granddad to jump on YouTube and drop a subscription. That always helps. Um, <laughs> it really would be great to get up there. Let's jump into the chat. Um, joining us at 3.23, more than an hour and a half before uh, the show even went live in the chat box. Uh, good afternoon to Tammy and to Harvey as well. Fleur getting in there on the third one too. Fantastic stuff. Chris, who was at the game today as well. Can't speak, no voice left. Love it. Love it too, Chris. Fantastic to see you at the ground. And uh, it was great getting your reaction onto the live blog as well. Good afternoon, Steve. Hope you're doing well. Kalish, I, I could have just repeated the Chelsea match reaction. It would have fitted in quite nicely. 
But, you know, I'm a little bit more reflective a few hours after the game and less emotive. Um, but I do look forward to doing another uh, post-match reaction on full-time. The live blog on Football London was great as well. I loved poking fun at Bruno Fernandes. That was fantastic. We're going to talk about a lot about uh, a lot more about that and more. Uh, Glenn says, what a team performance. Incredible character to come back from three losses to claim two massive wins. Concern about Saka's injury and shocking game um, from both fullbacks. But Tommy's back. Bring on that North London derby. Alpha says, hey, Tom and TGT Gooners, what a win. Hard fought and made it hard for ourselves, but those dropped points feel even worse. We move on. Hammers next. Look, it is what it is. You're going to drop points. The thing is about this Arsenal team is, and any team for that matter, you're not going to win every single game. You're just not. It doesn't happen. It's football. It's the Premier League. Anyone can beat anyone. But the one thing that you would say about this Mikel Arteta side across his tenure is that we've responded from bad patches and we've responded in big ways. You remember last season, the first half of the season was awful. We responded with that Boxing Day victory against Chelsea and we went on to beat some massive teams. We've been on to win some really big games. We respond. You think about the start of the season when we lost those first three games and responded with that unbeaten run that went on until we played Liverpool, of course. So there's been some really, really positive things about turnarounds and responses after some really poor results. You'd have to say that that's something that this team have got. When you consider and go back to, say, the Unai Emery era, for instance, when we were in that rut, we couldn't get out of it and we were stuck in that slide for so long. And I like that. You are going to lose games. You're always going to lose games. You're always going to drop points. It's how you respond after a bad run of games. It's how you repair things. That Chelsea game could have been a one-off. The Man United result today shows that it wasn't. And that's really, really strong to be able to see. Away says, Mikel needs to rotate. Next game, Martinelli or Smith throw. Tommy Asu for Cedric. Pepe for Saka. Laka maybe in the fitness. I don't think we necessarily need to rotate. We don't play again until Sunday. That's more than a week's rest that we've got away. And also, West Ham are going to be playing on Thursday in the Europa League against Frankfurt. So... I don't think there's a necessity to rotate too heavily. The only change that I'd really make is Tommy Asu coming in for Cedric. I'd probably keep it as is for the West Ham game, unless, of course, Saka is injured. If he is, then maybe Martinelli comes in on that right-hand side, followed by, of course, Nicolas Pepe as another option. Sam says, Odegaard was my man of the match, kept things ticking along just right. Solid performance and Xhaka and Elneny poor from the fullbacks. Wasn't it a joy to see Tommy Yasu back? Sam, it absolutely was. You got that absolutely spot on, mate. Man of the match, Erdegaard was so good again. His passing is just insane. The vision that he sees these plays and these little gaps that open up for the opposition um, and then finds the passes. He's just a brilliant footballer. And now he's the captain, and I'm absolutely loving it. Charlie, thank you so much for joining me live. Really appreciate the support, mate. Drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already, and welcome to the stream. Uh, hey, Sam, hope you're doing well. George is absolutely loving Granite Xhaka as well. The audio's not great. Is the audio not great? I don't know why it wouldn't be great. Um, don't say. it should. I think it's fine. Is it not? Tell me if the audio is not okay. Let me know in the chat box. It should be fine. It's coming through this microphone, so I don't see why it wouldn't be. Um, Mike Bell, thank you so much uh, for becoming a brand new member. Really appreciate um, your support of the channel. Absolute legend. And I'm sure that the members in the chat box will be welcoming you to the crew. We had some new members join the Discord server yesterday that have absolutely loved being in that game time chat uh, that we have. If you want to join our Discord, join up as a member. Link in the description as always. It seems to be a little bit low. Maybe if I bring this closer. 
prepare to turn your volumes down but uh, i hope that's sounding a bit better now i'm closer to the microphone um let's go to glenn who says did anyone else think it looked like after mctominay dragged gabriel down in the wrestling he slammed his head into the floor it was in slow-mo so it could have just looked more aggressive than it was look glenn of all the things that happened during the game that's not really the one that i'm focusing on the most the one i'm focusing on the most in terms of injustice is how the hell did bruno fernandez not get sent off for that stamp it's it was late it was intentional it was premeditated it was a clear and obvious error that the referee didn't send him off and yet for some reason oh jesus honestly oh Oh, it's so annoying it's so annoying um players just get away with stuff against arsenal although i did see an absolutely brilliant tweet um uh, i think there's an account that you should follow on twitter saying should var have overturn the decision or did the referee get that wrong and the tweet basically was um it probably yes it was a red card for Bruno Fernandes although maybe he got away with it because he was playing for Arsenal today which uh was great so <laughs> that was absolutely wonderful uh Richards now why am I shouting I, oh gee I just can't sort out the audio levels I'm sorry I'm not shouting it's the way I talk so just turn your volume down just turn your volume down it's as simple as that uh Vichel says Lady Luck was on our side they hit the bar three times today but a win it's a win. Yeah, look, and we have to ride our luck. You're going to win games through fortune. You can't always win games off the back of just only the performance. But we deserve to win, in my opinion. We did as much as we could to win that game. Eddie Nketiah should have scored and made it 2-0 earlier on. That chance that he smacked at David De Gea is probably one of the examples. Um, it's, probably one of the, it's probably one of the good examples of when you consider the fact that we need to move for a striker that in those moments takes those chances. If you think about it, Eddie Nketiah had a great game against Chelsea and I want him to start this game and I want him to start the next game So I don't think he deserves to be dropped. His positioning was good, his pressing was good, his energy was really, really good. But what I think is that those moments, the ones you think and you go, yeah, that's where an elite level striker tucks the ball away um, and really does finish off those chances. And that's why we have to double down on our idea to move forward. So that's fantastic. Um Apparently the audio was fine before, so I'm going to move the microphone back. <laughs> this has been up and down as much as the, the game was today, but we're going to move it back there. Uh, Safiso says, first mount now, Bruno. A lot more players are going to get away with it against Arsenal, unfortunately. Yeah, look, it's just a frustration. And Arsenal have had to go for a top four race where they have not had the rub of the green this season. You know, we've lost huge players. We've not had decisions go our way. I talked about this in the, in the Brighton game. Uh, sorry, I talked about this in the post-match game post-match show about the Brighton game there we go that's the sentence I wanted to construct for myself um that that offside for Martinelli that was not a clear and obvious error and we couldn't actually legitimately show that he was offside because you couldn't see where Kukurea's foot was those moments define seasons and games and we've responded now against Chelsea and Manchester United you sometimes need the luck to go your way and we had that today and in plenty of moments. I mean, Dallow's shot from range was unreal. I mean, it would have been a mad go if it had gone in, but uh, but yeah. And Ronaldo was, you could tell there was a motivation about Ronaldo, as you would expect, but there was, yeah, I, I still don't know how I feel about him playing. It's I can't speak on behalf of someone who, I've never gone through that horrible experience and I hope I never do. But there just seems something off. I mean, if Harry Maguire was, you know, benched today after his bomb scare issue. So it's impossible for me to put myself in the shoes of that player. But just theorising from a, an uneducated perspective, which is always dangerous, 
But, you know, it's just part of me that thinks, was it the right decision really to play him still? Charlie says, I have watched every video and stream for about two months now and I have loved every single one, even on a loss. And I just want to say, keep up the good work. Thanks, Charlie. That's really kind of you. And uh, I really appreciate your support. And uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the optimism and positivity that we like to bring to the scene. Uh, Assassin Eagle says, for a Man United fan, congratulations to Arsenal. Well-deserved win. This bunch of clowns versus a bunch of youngsters. Hopefully under Eric Ten Hag, we get rid of the Deadwood players just like Arteta did. I mean... I appreciate your humility, to be honest, and fair play to you. I think that when it comes down to Man United, Eric Ten Hag, if he's given the time, can succeed. I just have my doubts about whether or not it's the right environment, right club for him in the Premier League. Arsenal would have been a much better fit than the Man United for Eric Ten Hag. It depends on whether or not he's allowed that time to, to overhaul the entire team. Um, Sko says, yeah, Xhaka uh, got a yellow for kicking the ball. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Jomo putting out Gimaraes' performance for Newcastle. I tell you what, that Newcastle game is going to be tough. They play Liverpool and then Man City and then us. Those next three games are going to tell us a lot about this Newcastle team. I'm hoping that they'll be safe by the time that we play them. They should be, but those two games against City and Liverpool may change that. I don't think they will, but it, it may change that. Um yeah, great block by Gabriel. Absolutely. Vishal says, Ramsdale celebrating the penalty miss in front of Fernandes was Keown-esque. Yeah, I, <laughs> there was just so many parallels, wasn't there? Um, and there could be parallels in, in terms of the season. Yes, it's not invincible, but it's certainly a huge moment in... It could be a huge moment for Arsenal in their hope of getting to the top four. Away says, do you not go to the match? I work most of the games um, for Football London. So I was doing the live blog today. So you know those live score updates? That's what I spend most match days doing for Football London and then working Arsenal around that too. So unfortunately, that means I don't get to go to many games. I want to try and go to one more this season, but I'm waiting on my rota for May before making a decision on what happens. I'm also missing the last game of the season because uh, I'm at a wedding, not mine, but someone else's that I was invited to and I can't get out of it. Um, Lord knows I've tried. And, you know, whoever's getting married that I'm friends with, she won't watch this, so she won't know. But uh, I've tried. <laughs> I've really tried, but I can't do it. TOG says they'll be looking for a reaction after losing to both City and Chelsea. Absolutely. Anza says Newcastle is already safe. They are ninth in the league. How much more safe do they need to be? Um, let's go to Iron Cub who says, even though he didn't score, I think Eddie did more than enough to warrant a start over Lacazette against West Ham. Yeah, absolutely. I think his energy and the the press, the dynamism about his games, you get so much more. And I love his positioning more than Lacazette's. Lacazette drops far, far too deep. Yes, he can be good and his link-up play is always welcome. But there's something about the energy that Eddie and Ketia brought to the team that we really did lack uh, when, lack, uh, when Lacazette, ironically, was in the side. And Eddie's link-up play was still good. You know, it's not like... It, it's, it's not as if um, we're in a situation where um, we lacked what Laka brings. I think Eddie and Ketia's link-up was good. He set up Tavares, and Tavares should have scored to tell you Tavares' right foot. I thought it was better than that. He told us it was better than that. He said he could use both feet, but clearly, based upon his shot against Chelsea and that shot today, not so true. Jack and my captain says Newcastle are ninth. They are ninth, but they're still... Uh, they've played more games than most teams. They've played like 34 games. So that's the reason they're ninth at the moment. And it could change significantly. They're not safe yet. And they still might not be safe. But uh, it seems mad. But what I mean is the pressure will be off if they are, if they are mathematically safe. Because they're going to keep pushing until they're not. Um, Richard says, you've probably mentioned it, but Jesus scored four goals. I haven't actually mentioned it, Richard. Uh, and it's an interesting thing. 
I wrote a piece about that. He got four goals and an assist, by the way. That's, you know, five goal, goal contributions in one game. It looks good from an Arsenal perspective about how likely that deal might be. Edu did a really interesting interview, which we're going to break down in tomorrow morning's 8am show. So don't worry, we will be chatting about that interview all tomorrow. Really interesting stuff coming out from Edu there. I feel like he is seemingly one of the two big signings. And I think people have misinterpreted that quote from Edu where he talks about how we're looking at one or two big signings this summer. I don't think that means just them two. I think it would depend upon actually who we let go of. But I do think that, you know, that's a really good move that they're focusing on getting one or two proper world-class players. And I was listening to the BT Sports score show during the game. I can't remember who it was that said it, but someone was talking about Gabriel Jesus and saying that he's a world-class player and he's playing in a world-class team. I'm not sure if I agree with him being world-class. Maybe it's because he's surrounded by so many good players that he doesn't necessarily stand out as a world-class player. But maybe at Arsenal, we can prove that he is. And that's going to be telling. But signing a player that starts and scores like that for Man City would be huge and a really good step in the right direction for Arsenal. Um, let's have a look. Tulip says, I joined late, but my God, what a game it was. Kudos to Saka for standing up for the penalty and surely overcoming that. So I miss that's two penalties in two games. He is fully over that. And I think it was character building. It shouldn't have to be. I shouldn't. The fact that I'm talking about an incident where a player was racially abused as character building in itself is sickening. But the reality of the situation is that it definitely was. It definitely matured him. It definitely, it helped him to grow up. Um, and I mean that in the most respectful way possible. He's grown up as a player. He's grown up as a man. He's grown up as someone who shouldn't have had to deal with that awful situation, but has taken that and he's applied it to his game. He's maturing as a player and he's getting better every single week because of it. But players shouldn't have to go through that stuff in order to you know, mature. They should be able to do it because it was always going to happen. But that's a shame. That's the way that football is. And hopefully, you know, we'll see it less and less and less as the game goes on. But I'm worried that we won't. Chris says, Eddie was playing too deep for me. I wanted him always on the shoulder of the last man, pushing them back and generating more space. Chris, it's interesting because I think this is actually quite, I think it's tactical. I don't think it's necessarily Eddie. I think that this is what Arteta demands from his striker. I think he wants his strikers to drop in. We see Lacazette do it more than I think is necessary. But I think that he wants his striker, his number nine, to drop in. And that's why I think we're going for Jesus, because Jesus' link-up and creativity is really good. And it's certainly a player that I think would fit what Arteta wants from both a forward and someone who can play in a wide area as well. Uh, Charlo says, Hey guys, uh, Benfica fan here. What is your current opinion of Nuno Tavares? Has he grown? Are you happy? Cheers, Gonzalo. Thank you, first of all, for joining. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of players in your team. Uh, Darwin Nunez, of course. Uh, and Gonzalo Ramos as well. Really interesting player. I've interviewed him. He's a really nice lad. Uh, he even chipped in uh, with sending a kind message to one of our members during our uh, our celebration podcast. So, Gonzalo Ramos, if you're not aware of him, listeners, you certainly should be because he's a very, very exciting young player and he's a nice lad as well. But in regards to... What I think of Nuno Tavaj, or Tavaj, uh, if I'm speaking in a more Portuguese pronunciation. Um, look, he's a player that is raw. He's a player that needs to, you know, refine himself. And I think that when it comes down to what we expect from him, we've probably got about as what we did expect. Arguably more when you go back to the games against Newcastle, Aston Villa, Leicester, Watford. Those games he was really strong in and really solid. I think he's been exposed a bit more because he's had Cedric on the opposite flank and that's made us less 
rigid, less stable. I think Tommy Asu coming back will see a better Tavares. We might see the Tavares of the first half of the season. He's got more license to roam and Gabriel's got more security with White and Tommy Asu with him. But I like him. I think he's got talent. I think that we we over-exaggerated the issues with Arteta. I certainly did. I thought he'd never play for the club again, to be honest. And that was based upon what we'd seen from Arteta and certain players. But that is wrong. And that turned out to be wrong. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I think that he will... I don't think he's good enough and won't be good enough to be Arsenal's starting left-back of the future. Um, and I think eventually he probably will move on somewhere else. But I do think that he's good enough to be Arsenal's secondary left-back and a very decent one at that. So I hope that answers your pre uh, your question, Gonzalo. And thank you for joining the chat. Uh, Vera says, the joy of Ericsson taking Spurs apart would be so sweet. Fingers crossed. Ayas says, no, Tom, you're overthinking it. Laka should start over Eddie now. He's the better striker, hands down. I wouldn't swap them, personally. I think you play your best player. I think he's in good form. And I think we should move forward the way that we are. Uh, Alpha replying to Gonzalo says, as a left back, Tavares, he's not good at all. As a wing back, he's good going forwards, but needs full defensive cover. He's a long way from developing, but could improve. Assassin Eagle says, this transfer window is important for Arsenal if they get the players they need. I see Arsenal and Arteta winning some silverware. This proves Arsenal's lack of experience when players are injured. Do tend to agree. And I think that Xhaka and Elneny, who we've not really given enough praise today, were brilliant. And the experience of that central midfield pairing is definitely helping. And he should start Elneny for the rest of the season. Lukonga is a player for the future, quite similar to Tavares. But I think I've got more hope in Lukonga being a more certain starter in the, in the long-term future. Elneny, thank you. Just, just a big, big thank you. And Xhaka, great goal, great celebration. Fair play, needed that. And, you know, it proves again and again how hard it's going to be to find a central midfielder who is a genuine upgrade on him. It really, it really will make it very difficult because Tillemans doesn't start over Xhaka right now. Ruben Neves doesn't start over Xhaka right now, that's for sure. I wouldn't be starting either of them over Granit Xhaka right now with the form that he's in and what he's bringing to the team. And I think that goes to show as a testament to how good he is and what he can do for the team as well. Omar says, I just finished breaking my fasts. Evening, Tom and chat. Great win that was, as always, up the Arsenal. Omar, I hope you're doing well, mate. I hope you're going good. And uh, good to see you in the chat. Uh, Marcus says, any news on Saka? And then he was man of the match. From the way that Arteta talked about it, it seemed like there was a pre-existing issue. He thought he kind of pushed to start for the game and, you know, he was just kind of done at that stage. I hope that doesn't damage him. And so he is available for the week. But thankfully, we've got more than a week's rest now between now and uh, the game against West Ham on Sunday. So there's a lot more to come. I think there's a lot of positivity still to come from that. I might be speaking out of turn, but we will obviously hear more in the press conference ahead of the West Ham game, which should be on Friday. But we'll wait and see. Uh, Agmel says, why were Arsenal fans booing Ronaldo throughout the game or was it someone else they were booing? No, I think they were booing Ronaldo. I think that yeah, Ronaldo, if you separate the awful situation that he went through, of which the whole Arsenal crowd showed plenty of class um, during that seventh minute, separating it for a second and just talking about it from a football perspective, Ronaldo is a pretty villainous figure uh, for Arsenal fans. He scores so consistently against us and did again today, of course, that it's just built up that natural rivalry um, between Arsenal and Ronaldo. So I think, sure, we can apply context and say, was it appropriate considering the situation? Probably not. But if we're focusing on it from a purely football perspective, you, that's the reason why the fans uh, booed Ronaldo at certain points because it's Ronaldo and we have a bad relationship with him going back years and years and years. So from a football perspective, that's why. 
from an ethical perspective, mm, you know, maybe not. Uh, or was it a, just a sarcastic sue? Uh, maybe it was. Uh, maybe that's certainly what it was. Um, so there you go. Um, Tom says, uh, Tom, there's a great picture of Laka celebrating with Xhaka, having a huge smile on his face. It's good for us that he isn't sulking. No, and I think we saw that against Chelsea. If you watch the... Uh, if you watch the Saka and Eddie and Ketia goals, Lacazette warming up on the sidelines celebrates wildly with the team. Like he's not, you know, his head's not in the sand. He's not sulking. He is very, very happy. Um, he's going to move on. I think we all know that's going to happen. But what we've got from Lacazette is a player that's committed, that's good around the club, and that is going to be an asset between now and the end of the season, we hope. But I'd, I'd probably think that Nketiah still starts in the West Ham game going forwards. So there you go. Um, Kipsa Cool says, uh, great win. Erdegaard was superb and we did a great job, but uh, we were quite lucky too. Happy weekend. Yeah, as I said at the start, you're always going to need games where you need a little bit of luck to fall your way and thankfully it did today. Zana says, always have a laugh when people uh, worry when Xhaka gets booked that he will get sent off. Never has he been sent off for two yellows. Is that true? I didn't know that. That's a really interesting statistic. He's never been sent off for back-to-back yellow cards. He's got suspended for accumulating yellow cards, I'm sure. But yeah, very interesting that he's never been sent off for back-to-back yellows. There you go. Um, Omar says, just calm calm down a bit after eating a lovely meal to break my fast. Uh, Great win that was. Big up Xhaka and Elneny, as always, up the Arsenal. Fair play to your dedication, man. I... I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I really couldn't. Uh, Akma says, oh, okay, uh, a sarcastic sue seems inappropriate if it was a boo, given the recent news. Yeah, look, I probably wouldn't have done it if it was me, but I think it's down to, it'll be down to opinion and context about how we interpret it. So it's one that I think we can probably put to rest. And I hope that Ronaldo is able to move past this and has a great life of his partner and, you know, his children. Um, because you've got to focus on family and move. That's what you always got to do. Never forget, though. Omar says, uh, Tavares was too poor. So many wayward passes. Uh, Varaj pointing out it's a mad stat about Granite Xhaka never being sent off for back-to-back yellow cards. Uh, to be honest, Omar, if I did try a fast, it would be pretty good for my wedding diet, to be fair. Uh, Hugh says, just live in the moment, enjoy Arsenal winning games. I still saw so much... Not neg- I don't want to call it negativity, but I tuned into the Arsenal Lounge and, and Brandon and, um, and Richard were on and discussing Arteta and the standards and I understand that point of view I really do get it I get the idea that we want to see Arsenal competing for trophies competing for the title I understand all of that and I understand that there's this want and desire um, and doubt that Mikel Arteta can take us there but I just feel in the moment after a win you know there's a time and a place to discuss things and I think that the time now is to celebrate what our victories have been and that we're moving in the right direction and that if we get into the top four it's a huge big bonus for us and we've put ourselves into that position and hopefully when I log off this show and go and watch Spurs fingers cross drop points although there's never any guarantee of that with the quality that they do have we'll see what we're capable of seeing um, but yeah we'll have a look Neil says Tom do you consider giving contract to El Elneny as a squad player no I don't think I would I would bring in a central midfielder that adds experience but that is better I would bring in a, a, a genie Vijnaldum um, I think that he'd be a fantastic ad. I know he's 30, um, maybe even 31. But I think when you look at Vinaldum and what he brings to a squad and to a team, he is 31, turns 32 in November. But I just think there are times when players, you can see them going until they're 34 and get a couple of seasons from them. And it, you can get a squad player like El Nenny that's in that experience, but still much, much better. 
than that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to go for a player that's 31, 32, that's still a top quality, world-class player that Wijnaldum, I believe, is a world-class player. Um, so I absolutely would go for someone like him. Uh, Amir says, Tom, people said Tavares has played his last game for Arsenal. I'm people. I was one of those people. No, Mikel knows how and when to use him in Arteta. We trust. Fair play, mate. I, look, I, I doubted it because we've seen players fall out with, not fall out, but, you know, fall out of favour with Arteta. And it looked to be one of them. Kojan says, if we drew against Man United, Arteta was going to be in, a, in the mud. Tavares is awful in the second half and can't understand how he finished the game because we don't really have another option. Gershon. That's how we finished the game. I don't know how Cedric lasts as long as he did. Cedric was worse than Tavares for me. I thought Cedric was awful. Dave says, imagine Xhaka as a squad player. That's the level we need. Yeah, it'd be great if, if that was the case, but I don't think he'd settle for that. Uh, I really don't. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he'd then push himself for more. Gunner for life, Rudy. Absolutely indeed, mate. Uh, Sko says, uh, would be good if we can get a better quality central midfielder upgrade to upgrade on Xhaka and then Xhaka becomes El Nenny's replacement. Arguably, that's a good spot. I think that we still need to maybe bring in more than the one centimetre of differing styles to give us a bit more depth when we go back into Europe next season. Anton C, absolutely. I mean, I love if you put the C at the start of Anton's name, it makes something very special. Um, but Tommy Asu back at least, uh, definitely a positive, as David points out as well. Um, Iron Cubs, I think our Xhaka replacement has to be someone who can be alternate with him in the upcoming season and then take over the season after. Omar says, every time Tavares gets on the ball, I was so nervous. Yeah, and the first half wasn't get great, Jay. Uh, to be honest, the first 20 minutes was pretty good. The, the end of the first half was dreadful. Really, really, really quiet worrying <laughs> thankfully we turned it around and this is what do you think about Mikel's substitutions Mikel Arteta is really good at making substitutes typically when we're in a winning position and to be honest I don't think he got too many of them wrong um when Saka went down bringing on Rob Holding was the right choice uh taking off uh who, who came off of Martinelli was it Smith Rowe I think it was Smith Rowe um again energy give me that extra bit of power yeah that's, again, fine. The thing with Arteta and the thing that he needs to improve on is improving the way he substitutes when we need to win the game. You know, when we're drawing or when we're losing. Those substitutions, he's not the best at judging. But from a winning position, you know, I'm really confident. That's why I'm so happy when we managed to get the first goal in games because we're usually so good at holding on to a lead. And getting an early goal is, is going to be, you know, huge. Anyway, I'm very conscious of the time because Spurs Brentford's about to kick off and I want to go and watch that and I'm sure that you do too. Please drop a like on the video before you go. Uh, I'll probably be back, at, I'll definitely be back tomorrow morning for the 8am show and I hope to put together a podcast for you guys as well with some fantastic guests too. Uh, other than that, I'll be back, uh, as I say, at 8am. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you as it always is off the back of another victory. Go check out our reaction after the game when I was a little bit more emotive, to be fair, on the Arsenal way. And, uh, and more stuff that's going to be coming out for you in the week. Look forward to a nice week off the back of two big wins going ahead into another big game against West Ham next Sunday. We're pushing for top four. Come on, the bees. Uh, let's hope you can do us a favour again. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. 
Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.